Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Talks with John. I'm in the book, You Are What You Eat, Fruit for Your Soul. This is a new book I I wrote and published. You can get it on Amazon or johnbatesministries.com. Today, we're going to talk about kindness. You're going to think, huh, is that really necessary? Oh boy, is it necessary. We need more kindness in our life. And I've assigned the fruit of pineapple to represent kindness. Romans 2.4 says, Do not show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, Not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. So we have to understand that kindness is a big deal in the kingdom of God. We want people to come to repentance, right? We're not going to get people to repentance by guilting them, by shaming them, by telling them how bad they are. you got to show the kindness of God. Hebrews 13.2 says, Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitalities to angels without knowing it. Well, be kind to strangers. You don't know. A bum on the street could be masquerading angels. So, you know, be kind. Kindness is not for the faint of heart. You, you may think anybody can be kind. If you have that idea, you're probably not very kind. And you're telling yourself, I could be kind if I wanted to. Can you? You might be stuck in patience. That was our last fruit we talked about, and not have developed patience in your life. If you haven't developed patience in your life, you're not going to develop kindness. It goes in order. So patience brings kindness. Hospitality and kindness go hand in hand. Let me tell you about the the symbol of the pineapple, especially in the Deep South. You'll see pineapples, especially in the Deep South, at a and b breakfast, at uh, their houses, at restaurants. Um, sometimes on flags of cities. There's a neat history. The pineapple was brought over to the New World, well, brought from the New World, most likely by Christopher Columbus from Central America. So he brought it back to Europe. People had never seen anything like this. They'd never tasted a pineapple. And people would pay, in today's currency, up to $8,000 for one pineapple. Can you imagine that? Eight, because it was so rare. When they stored these pineapples in the belly of the ship for transport, most of them rotted by the time they got there. So only a handful survived. If you got one of the surviving pineapples, you paid the equivalent of $8,000. If you went to a mill and were served pineapple to eat in Europe, you were considered extremely special. You know what? Today, when people taste kindness, they feel special. It's that rare again. Let's talk about Paul. Paul finds kindness in Malta. Malta is a beautiful island in the Mediterranean Sea. Been there before, love it. Paul went there under some uh, bad situations. He was shipwrecked. Acts 28.2 says, The native people showed us unusual kindness. They kindled a fire, welcomed us all, because it had begun to rain and was cold. So as Paul sat by the fire, trying to warm up from the uh, the chill that went to his bones, most likely, from being the shipwreck, He leaned in to pick up more kindling to keep the fire going. And as he did, a poisonous snake latched onto his hand and bit him, and he shook it off into the fire. Well, this caught the attention of the islanders. They were suspicious. They thought that Paul must have been a good man because he survived the shipwreck, but now they took the snake bite to mean the opposite. 
Justice was now in pursuit of Paul and had found him. So they waited for him to swell up and fall over dead because they knew what this snake had the potential to do, but that didn't happen. Paul did not get sick, so they started worshiping him as a god. However, Paul took the opportunity to tell them that he worshiped the one true God, and Jesus had protected him from this snake. This led many on the island to being healed of illnesses and coming into true salvation. Paul was different than they were, but they still showed him kindness, and in turn, he showed them kindness. You know, we need to be kind, especially especially to the people of the household of faith, kind to your family, kind to one another, but then beyond the household of faith, you never know what the kindness of God is going to do. Now, why did I say be especially kind to the people in the household of faith? Because it's in the Bible, too. We need to love one. If you can't love the people you serve God with, you're probably not going to love the people who don't serve God. It's a good test, isn't it? Being kind to all people. We live in a stressful world, a stressful time, and kindness is not always your go-to. It doesn't always come easy. How do you handle it when you're going through the drive-thru and they get you drive away, you forgot to check it, and your order's all wrong? What do you do? Well, do you blow a gasket? Do you go yell? Do you just eat it? What do you do? How do you handle yourself? Believers are not called to argue about everything. We're called to fast and pray. We're called to repentance. We're called to repent of the things that are wrong, turn from evil evil ways, and change the world by loving God. We need to be vocal about the things that God is vocal about in His Word. But that comes through kindness, having kind words for other people. Early in Moses' ministry, when God revealed Himself to His chosen people, the ancient Israelites were afraid of God. When they saw the thunder, lightning, and smoke on Mount Sinai, which was the presence of God, they told Moses, you speak to us and we'll listen, but don't let God speak to us because probably kill us. Exodus 20, 19, when Jesus walked the earth, we saw a full revelation of the kindness of God. Then after his resurrection, Jesus helped us experience this kindness in even a greater measure by giving us his Holy Spirit, who's our guide, our comforter, and now our friend. Titus uses the words of loving kindness to, attrib- to describe this attribute of our Father. It's the loving kindness of God that draws us close to Him. Did you know kindness benefits everyone? Proverbs eleven seventeen says, Those who are kind benefit themselves, but the cruel bring ruin upon themselves. Hey, if you want to be benefited in your life, be kind. Not only will you be benefited, you will benefit those around you. Sometimes to enjoy the flavor of pineapple, it needs to be crushed. Sometimes for you to fully enjoy the benefits of kindness, you need to be crushed. Luke 6.35 tells us, love your enemies, do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. This takes more than just being cordial to people. This takes us truly loving people. How can you do that? Because everyone is a child of God. You say, oh, everyone I go to church with has been redeemed. No. Everyone on this earth, man, woman, boy, girl, that's living and breathing, they're children of the Most High God. 
Maybe they haven't been redeemed yet, but they're his kids, and no good father wants you picking on their kids. Be kind to his kids. Doing good to people means that we don't talk about them negatively. We don't wish bad things upon them. We look for ways to do good towards them, even lending them money without expecting anything in return. Showing kindness to those who go against us is even transformational. That's when we really begin to act like true sons and daughters of God because we represent the heart of our Father who is also kind to ungrateful and wicked people. Let's look at this thought that I started with. Kindness leads people to repentance. Do you do not show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance and patience, realizing God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? If you want to be a soul winner, be kind to people. Don't judge, don't condemn, don't shame. Show love, show kindness. Kindness is a beautiful fruit. Let it be crushed in your life and let it ooze forward with a beautiful flavor to those around you. Well, thanks for joining me today. This is from the book, You Are What You Eat, Fruit for Your Soul. You can get it on Amazon or johnbatesministries.com. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.